Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, Zach Ostrom here, IU Insider, Indianapolis Star. He's uh, IU Insider, Dustin DePirac, uh, Bloomington Herald Times. We are obviously not in Lincoln, forgive us. Uh, but because we're not, we wanted to try and give you something a little bit different. Um, Indiana, as you probably know, I mean, Dustin, we're chatting. It is 11.58 p.m. Uh, if we sound tired, forgive us. We are tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a pumpkin patch farm festival all day chasing my son around. Uh, he had consumed entirely too much sugar. Um, so I'm very tired. Um Perhaps not as tired as Tom Allen is. Indiana loses 35 to 21 at Nebraska. And Dustin, this was just kind of a game that um, I guess it was defined a little bit by who wasn't there. If you're going to be an up-tempo offense that wants to throw the ball a lot, you can't, and, and you're Indiana, you know, not Ohio State, you can't not have your top two pass catchers there. Um, but it was also defined by a lot of what we've seen from this team, slow starts, inconsistent offense, um, an inability to control, I I guess it's a very vague phrase, but the terms of the game, like when you get backed up as much as Indiana did, it it stops just being like, oh, Nebraska flipped the field and starts being, you can't get this game under control. Realistically, Indiana basically had two good drives at the end of the first half. Otherwise, they struggled the rest of the night. It was an uphill fight. Connor Bay's like never looked comfortable. They never really established anything to give him something he needed. And this is the result. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that, that, you know, fits it all in a nutshell. I mean, obviously they had a hard time doing what they wanted to do with Camper and Matthews out. And it seemed like it took them the entirety of the first half until those last two drives to even get a half of a sense of what they wanted to do on offense. Um, but then Nebraska got half of a sense of what Indiana wanted to do on offense. And from that point forward, Indiana couldn't do much of anything on offense. Uh, the two for 15 on third down really stands out to me because that I think is really where Cam Camper um, over and over again bails them out. Uh, there have been how many, how many important third and longs uh, have they come up with that mostly. Indiana because- started today 47.3% on third downs, which yeah. was fourth in the big 10. And I want to say somewhere in like the 31, 32, 33 nationally like that, that was actually one of the things. And you're right. That camper was a big part of it because Indiana often needed more yards than you're comfortable with on third down. That was one of the things that Indiana was actually good at offensively before today. Yeah. I mean, I, I did, I checked it out. Um, they, they've got a piece of it in their, um, in their game notes. And I looked at that, you know, for the tempo story I did this week and, uh, Apologies for whatever that was right there. Um, but I think they were more than half or, or, or like 
there are more third and longs than there are third and shorts. And they were like 13 out of 16 on third and shorts. So they were almost automatic, but they were like nine for 25 on third and longs. And, and, and like most of those were like third and nine and, and more. I mean, I think they got, they, they've converted like seven or more that are 10 or beyond. Um, and, and again, that's, a, that's a lot of cam camper. It's some DJ Matthews, you know, it, it is, we're in trouble. Let me go find a playmaker. Let me see who's open. Um, and that, that, you know, tonight, they had a few moments where they had that, but you know, it's, there's just not as much, it's not even margin for error. Like Addison Kobe made some plays tonight. Javon Swinton made some plays tonight, but it's not the same. They're not running Emory, Emory Simmons too. Emory Simmons too. They're just not running away from people. They're getting some separation. They're getting some ability to make plays, but they're not going crazy on anybody. And that's the thing. No, I think that's fair. And you know, this is a night where maybe you, you want a little more explosiveness from your running game. We saw that in fairness with Jalen Lucas, and I think it's fair. Not necessarily. Listen, I remind people of this a lot, and, and this is going to be in the, the postgame uh, uh, q and I'm looking for it right now because I've got it up. You know, when people see a freshman running back have a really good moment, like like one really good moment, and, and, and you and I both saw Jalen Lucas in fall camp, and we thought – that could be a guy. Um, and we haven't seen much of him offensively. And when we have through the first four games before today, uh, it was kind of hit and miss. He had that one great run and it did look very, very good. I do remind people like Tevin Coleman, who had inarguably the best single season for a running back in Indiana history in his freshman year had 225 yards rushing. And the only game where he carried the ball more than seven times was against UMass. So freshman running backs, other than the absolutely special, you know, day one, day two draft pick guys, tend not to be ready for a high percentage of carries or or a high volume of carries um, this early on. But, you know, you, you did, I don't think it was, put it this way, I think that when Indiana fans saw Jalen Lucas have that run and thought, why isn't he touching the ball more on, on a night like this in particular, the sentiment really probably could be boiled down better to shouldn't this offense five games in be better at finding playmakers. And again, hundred percent, no camper, no Matthews. That's a problem. And, and when you're not Ohio state or Michigan, you don't just have athletes, elite athletes waiting down the depth chart for their chance. Like it, it, this is part of the challenge at a place like Indiana, but um, you still look at a moment like that and say, don't you need to find a way to get a guy like that to ball more? And I'm not just, I don't, I don't want this to just be a Jalen Lucas discussion, I guess. It's more kind of the idea that we're almost halfway through the season and when it's not DJ Matthews in space or Cam Camper one-on-one, you still really don't feel like this offense has a good feel for what it's supposed to do. No, and I mean, like, I, I, like where, like, 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 where do, where do we go in this scenario, this situation? Who's the guy that I look to here? Mm-hmm. It just feels like that's this offense has not developed enough, I guess, is what I'm saying. No, it hasn't. I mean, and I think what it comes down to is, you know, you look at Sean Shivers and Josh Henderson and they've both made some important plays. 
I mean, Josh Henderson has had some really important plays today. Um, Sean Shivers had some really important plays, I think, against Western Kentucky um, and even a couple against Cincinnati. But it's just when when you're running it right at the line, you're like, OK, well, what, you know, is, isn't there somebody who could do something better than this? In a lot of cases, it's not. And, and obviously it comes down to that also is, is there's not. Um, they have a couple playmakers when you have Camper and Matthews, but when you don't have him and in, them involved, they don't have a lot of guys that can make a play that is better than what the line blocks, whether that's, um, you know, turning, whether that's running the football, you know, like finding a hole, you know, just, just getting around people that aren't blocked or, you know, making separation in, in a fast enough time that a shaky offensive line doesn't matter. You know, Lucas flashes is a guy that can do something beyond what the line can block. The issue is you flip that around. That's though. a good way of putting it. Yeah, the, the, he has got that speed that can do that. The issue is, though, you there are liabilities for playing a guy that small. Uh, and and that's that's the issue is is reaching the point that you feel like you can trust him on the other parts of the game, which are really important. Trusting that that he can, you know, that, that he can pass block when you need to, that when you read a blitz that you can. Uh, you know, if, if you have him lined up in the slot that you can motion motion him in and say, sit, sit in here and, you know, wait for that guy to come and hit him. Um, you know, that's what you can do with the Sean Shifers and you can do with the Josh Henderson. And you don't know if you can do that with Jalen Lucas because he's 185 pounds. And the guy, I mean, like, I don't think it's the guy's fault. He, he, he's got a lot of muscle on his body. It's not like he's not working hard in the weight room. He is. He's just not a large human. Um, defensively, I mean, I don't know. It's a weird game. Like Indiana, they give up 35 points. Um, they give up 385 yards, and yet they score a touchdown. Um, I'm looking for the the final numbers, uh, and I'm, I'm struggling to find them. Forgive me. Nebraska's only 7 of 16 on third down, which is not bad. Indiana had four sacks. Um, they had almost 50 yards lost on sacks. They actually had more than 50 yards lost on uh, tackles for losses. Um, you know, they, they, they kept Casey Thompson. I mean, he had 270 and two scores, but he was also, you know, kind of a little shaken up at times. They, they gave Anthony Grant 136 yards on the ground, but he didn't score. You know, it, it, it felt a little bit like a, a, I mean, it was a different kind of game, different rhythm of game, but it reminded me of Michigan state last year where the defense wasn't perfect, but it, it, hung around long enough and made enough plays to give the offense a chance. And I know there's the one deep ball where Palmer beats, I think it's Philip Dunham. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, and then back in safety help. So like, yeah, yeah. I mean like, listen, wasn't one-on-one coverage. If, if, if the, the, if whole the fifth play, leading receiver that. in the big 10 beats your freshman safety, you live with that. And I will bang the drum again that maybe we all under, appreciated how good Jamar Johnson was and how much he allowed that defense to do in other places. But um, in general, I actually thought, particularly after a a pretty at times ugly performance at Cincinnati, I thought Indiana's defense did enough to give Indiana a chance in this game, not least by literally scoring seven of their 21 points. And I thought you saw some moments when it was – like, like very clearly in a way that it almost hadn't been at any point in the first four games, very clearly um, Tom Allen calling plays, you know, like, like when they brought pressure on third and 18 or whatever, like that was vintage Tom Allen, you know, um, 
but it still wasn't enough. And that's not necessarily saying that the defense is absolved of all responsibility and the offense is completely at fault for this. Um, It's just kind of a reminder that like programs like this have to play complimentary football and Indiana, it, it, it's probably more on the offense tonight than the defense, but Indiana is is still struggling to find that too this year. Yeah, I know for sure it, it is, but I mean, it, it is a situation where you when you get a lot of good drives in a row defensively, where you get a lot of stand, you know, you, you stand up, you you put together a lot of good possessions, um, and then one play breaks you, and and and, and obviously that that's what's tough about playing defense is that that you can. Um, you know, on a whole, they probably had more good plays tonight than they had bad plays. Um, but you give up some deep balls early on that first drive for Nebraska. Um, and then you, 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 ha- you give up the touchdown drive. And then the next drive, you know, th- there was, I think there were two sustained Nebraska drives. There was, there was the quick score one early, but they had another one, I think in the first half that was pretty sharp. Um, and then, you know, they have the big touchdown play to Palmer. And then after that, they have that really pounding drive that goes for, I think, 87 yards. So they had enough flaws to get beat. Um, they, they, they played well enough to win, but they had enough shortcomings to lose. I guess it, they, they were in a position that if your offense plays well, you can win. Um, and if it doesn't, you're going to lose because you, you're, you're on that line when you're giving up 35 points or really 28. I mean, the block, you know, one of those is a block punt defense gave up 20, gave up 28 points. You can win or you can lose, you know, like that's, that's pretty right down the middle of there. You you know, if, if you, if you score 28, you're probably going to, you know, if you, if you score 28 every single night, you probably win about as many as you lose more or less. So that's the thing is it's, and you know, it, they, they didn't, they had some good moments. They had some bad moments and ultimately their, their offense is not good enough for them to just play decent. We'll leave it there for now. Uh, because again, we don't, we don't want this just to kind of break everything down. We'll, we'll still have the Sunday podcast, but because we weren't in Lincoln tonight, we wanted to give you guys something different. Um, and I, I'm guessing it's 12, 11 AM on Sunday. So I'm guessing this won't go up until Sunday, but I hope it, it at least sort of fills whatever whatever uh, whatever needs you had to listen. Yeah, whatever to thirst tonight. is there for IU football <laughs> content. Um, watch the Colts game. You know, Matt Ryan's he yeah, listen. Forget about this. he's a pretty handsome man. Trust me, I've been I've been trying to will him to a Super Bowl for a very long time. Um, you know, the Braves play Dustin at seven oh seven p.m. on Sunday night. It's so, a fun series. Braves Mets is a fun series. It's fun. Well, it's, I tell you what, it's it's fun when you beat Degrom and Scherzer, uh, and it's fun when you predicted before the series began that the Braves would sweep. And now, so you're feeling smart is what you're saying. Switching. Well, not yet. It's not <laughs> over. You finish through the line. Mm, That's what you do. You finish yeah. through the line, unless you're the Marlins, and then you sit Sandy Alcantara on the last day of the season. <laughs> you just sort of say, forget the line. We're tired. That's 162 yeah. games. We want to go home. Um, we're going to go home. We're actually at home. But thank you so much for listening. He's Dustin DePirac. I'm Zach Osterman. Uh, this has probably probably been a tired sounding Mind Your Banners. Um, but it has been a Mind Your Banners nonetheless. Uh, if you like this, I guess, I don't know, email us. Like, would you enjoy this if we did this? No, I'm serious. Like, would you enjoy this if we did this after games instead of videos? Like, I, I I'm sort of curious what people think because I'm never really sure what people get out of our insider videos. Like, do they enjoy them? Do they just scroll past them? Most people don't like autoplay videos. If you like this, 
text in. Like I'm, I, think, I, th- I think they like all of the interesting stuff we have to say, Zach. Clearly. No, but like I'm, I'm serious. Like if the, if you prefer this format, text in. I will bring the by text. I mean email because I'm not giving you my phone number. But you know, <laughs> I, I will bring like the portable recorder I have. We can do this in the press box at Memorial Stadium, especially after noon yeah. kick. It's not that big of a deal. Or Dustin True. could come over. He could do it in the hot tub in the backyard. It's fine. Like Tracy Smith's <laughs> Um <laughs> If you've made it this far, God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. We will talk to you again either Sunday night, Monday morning, somewhere in there. And then I I do promise we will be discussing some basketball next week because it's Hoosier Hysteria. Practice has already started. I know Dustin's been digging into his preseason basketball content. I have as well. We'll have a lot more to talk about. So for Dustin, I'm Zach. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.